Welcome to Talking Heads on USA Global TV, starring the one and only wonderful Dr. Jacqueline. It's a prestigious place where world-class influencers and experts meet, and where you'll find the most trusted advisors and coaches for all things in life and business. Visit usaglobaltv.com to sign up for our newsletter, get the value you need, and be first in line to learn about events and giveaways and other valuable content. Connect with us. Email Dr. Jacqueline at usaglobaltv.com to talk about how you can become part of USA Global TV. That's USA Global TV, where the doctor is always in. Hello, it's true. I am in. Welcome. Welcome to USA Global TV and radio. I'm Dr. Jacqueline Kerbeck, and our show today is presenting Pet Psychic Amina. And now I'm going to present Pet Psychic Amina. Yay. <laughs> I feel like I need a crown. <laughs> I just you. feel so elegant. <laughs> Thank you. Well, Pet Psychic Amina, I'm so thrilled that we are here. You've been with me since the very beginning, really. And we've had quite a journey together. I've learned so much from you about sustainability, about the fact that all creatures have a right to be here we don't get to just smash one step on one throw out one just because it doesn't serve us everything is here for a reason and you do amazing work in helping your clients and you've brought a fabulous guest today and i have this backstory about how i met him but let me first spotlight you and for people joining us for the first time tell us about you as a person and also about how you help people Wow, as a person, nobody ever asked me as a person. Um, I feel incredibly blessed, not only by what I get to do for a living, but also the conversations I am blessed to hear and not just animals, people and walking through the world and hoping to make it better. For Dr. Jacqueline and I, I want to honor her and what we found each other organically also. and working together, laughing together when technical difficulties happen and real life happens. Uh, we hope that you get all of that through all the shows. I know I do from the, all the ones I watch and I hope you do here. For me, the trip and the travel I have made from talking to animals privately because I didn't want anybody to laugh at me when I was a child, to being public about it and helping everybody, I hope, coexist. I know Dr. Jacqueline started off with her little spiders in the house and we got them to stay and eat the mosquitoes and other things, but there is a reason, regardless of what animal you are afraid of or don't like or whatever. I don't like them all either. I don't like all people, but there's a way to coexist and allow people to exist, allow animals to exist. I'm still trying to figure out the, the mosquito, so if anybody's got a tip on mosquitoes, that's great. I would love to hear it. And I've had a wonderful time helping others understand the conversation. They just don't speak the language. And luckily, I do. Thank you for sharing that, Amina. You know, recently, I think it was today, it was on the show. I don't remember who it was. Someone said, I wish that animals could talk. And I thought... <laughs> I just anyway, thought of you. I they like, do. Talk. They do talk. But you truly have been a blessing in my life. I, yesterday I went for a walk and I saw this big turtle. Aww. And in the past, I told you I saw a turtle before. There's a lot of turtles yeah. on this island. But in the past, I would have been like, ah, there's a turtle. What am I going to do? And now I'm like, hi, how's it going? And I just kind of looked in awe of it as it was moving across. And I remembered that that shell is its home. It's Yes. And I just looked at it in a different way. And that's thanks to you. Thank you. And if we, I know all, I can speak for all your guest speakers. If we can all leave everybody being more gentle, more kind, more loving, more, you know, you guys have caught me. I didn't know that, but caught me dancing in the background of the music of some of your hosts. And it's just, it's just good. And if, how bad can your life be if you're putting out good? Can you have a bad day? Everybody deserves a bad day or a quiet day or uh, stub my toe and I don't want to talk to anybody <laughs> day, but it's the bounce back. And we're here to help you with your platform specifically. This is where I get to really dig deeper and say, 
we've got your back and this is how you will take control of your life. Nobody's going to come and do it. We're going to give you the tools to do it yourself. Well said. And I want to bring out our guest now. I, I had the pleasure of meeting him on the audio platform called Clubhouse. And in Clubhouse, for people who don't know, it's audio only. And you just have this little icon that represents you. And Swampy, our guest today, Kent Glade, known as Swampy, his icon really stood out to me. And I thought, what is this guy about? And Swampy, what does that even mean? <laughs> I don't remember if Ben Shai officially introduced us. We were in the same room. But I was immediately just drawn in to what I knew of some of his story. He had a pretty tough childhood in a number of ways. And life hasn't always been easy for him. And yet he has this incredible commitment to helping children, teaching children, and then really bringing up vitally important information about this environment, about this planet, about the wetlands and things that we just overlook. And you and I have talked about it. We're not going to get into it again right now, but people just throwing things into the water, just dumping things out of their cars. They drive by not even thinking about the impact on the other creatures who also have a right to be here. So let me introduce without further ado, again, our guest today is Kent Swampy Glade. He is an author, he's an educator, he's a speaker, he's a scientist, he's a filmmaker, and so much more. And guess what? He's a really great guy. He's a true human being who just lives his life with honor and integrity. Let's welcome Swampy. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Yay. Nice to see you. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Swampy, how did I do with the recap about how we met? Uh, well, you know, we've been on Clubhouse for, what, over a year and a half? <laughs> yes. I think you did a great job. I always love watching your growth, uh, Dr. J, and bringing on great inspirational people. And I thank you for letting me be on here, uh, meeting with the Pet Psychic, and talking about the importance of having a healthy planet uh, with our fellow creation, not only our plants, but our animals, and working together, just being present, uh, to know that in order for our grandchildren to have a, a better tomorrow, uh, it's not that much to reprogram our minds and take to be present for a moment and to be thankful. And uh, you'd be amazed the main the things that you can share by the people that you connect with. And again, I'm great, great connecting with you and uh, Amy. So something I just want to share, I think is really interesting is, and I just found this out that Swampy had some internet problems and he made it happen for him to be here today. That's the kind of person he is and where he's set up right now and how he's set up. It's, it's going to tell our audience because I think it's truly amazing. Well, yeah, it's kind of typical of my past week. Okay. <laughs> had some, had some communi communication issues. And honestly, I've been working this for like about two and a half hours. And uh, so eventually I wound up here. I'm in the uh, parking lot right next to an AT&T center. I just transferred over to AT&T service. So I was in here working with them and earlier. And we're like, that's not working. We need this. This is not working. Let's do that. So I drove back. I've got a nice little, uh, this behind me is my, uh, actually, I'll be sleeping on this tonight. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is my green well, You're screen. technically test driving. Get, right. get that? Get that? That's but about I, I the biggest joke as I can I got to share with you guys, you're talking the bugs, okay? The spiders, yep. the mosquitoes. Guess what my adventure has been this past week? Snakes? Bed bugs. Oh. And you want to be that close to a sheet? Wow. <laughs> well, what no, a dangerous. I spent all those years growing up, this is going back in the 1960s, okay? They would tell me, sleep tight, don't let the bed bugs bite, right? Okay. I had never come face to face with bed bugs. Okay. But anyway, we'll save that, that story for another spoke, uh, speech. Great. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you know what, Swampy, I'll just share this. I actually had bed bugs once and that was, it's a nightmare. They, those things are resilient. And when you talk about not killing anything, I don't know, maybe we'll put them on the list of <laughs> exceptions. <laughs> yeah. But they're like little vampires. They come out at night, you know, <laughs> they, they even go into the outlets. Yes. Go into your, the, the wall outlets. They just oh, yeah. can find a place to go. But Swampy, I'd love for you to share your background. Why are you so passionate about the environment? 
thanks so much uh, again, Dr. Jacqueline. I go back in the the uh, in the old days. We used to have uh, real issues like we're facing right now with the planet, a planet in peril. We've done this before. I grew up in the 1960s and 70s when we had what was called the Green Movement. And uh, throughout the years, uh, we had different folks that would come into play. We had waters that were catching on fire. Uh, we had our national symbol, the bald eagle. Uh, its babies' uh, eggs were, were, were not surviving because they had too much DDT, a chemical in the food chain. And uh, so we have been there before, but under uh, one of the administrations, the Nixon administration, uh, we came full scale with it. We faced it face to face. We created the Clean Water Act, the Clean Air Act, the Endangered Species Act, and we got very serious about taking care of our planet. Now it seems that we need to do the same thing, but the folks out there need to remember that we've done this before and we can do it again. Well said. Thank you very much. Are you finding, Swampy, that people in general, people you speak to and meet, are more aware of the fact that we have to be getting involved? It takes each and every one of us. Or whether I'm talking to folks locally here in Louisville, Kentucky, uh, the main thing we want to talk to folks is think local, excuse me, think global, act local, okay? And whether that can entail several different things, we'll be talking about clean water, uh, a system that I love, ecosystems, wetlands. We'll be sharing a little bit about that. Uh, getting out, I know a lot of times we're involved with IT and virtual reality, but we have a lot of really beautiful areas out there. We connect with nature. It's amazing what it will do to the human psyche. Uh, so again, it's the main thing is being present, uh, reaching out. Uh, I know we're people are really concerned about global warming. Uh, I give speeches on that. I want to tell folks real quickly, uh, graduated from the University of Kentucky with a bachelor's of science in forestry. So I got a of forestry. Then I started working for the state regulating the coal industry. People wanted to mine coal in Kentucky to bring that energy up and burn it as a resource. Well, in order for that to do that, they had to do what's called a permitting an area. We had to look at the geology, the hydrology, the soils, the plants, and the animals, and see what the plan was they proposed. And when they put that back, there's an obligation to doing that. So yeah, we go back into uh, Rachel Carson, uh, Silent Spring, all the way up to today, Earth Day. And uh, I'm very fortunate that. Then later on, after got to get involved with forestry and coal mining, got involved with wetlands. And we'll be talking about that beautiful ecosystems that's highly endangered in our planet. How long can you have him on the show today? I can move everything. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, I mean, this is the longest I get, I've gotten to, you know, hear you speak. And, you know, because we're new at this uh, working relationship. And uh, Dr. Jacqueline, you hit it right on the head. This is this is hard work for me. It's just hard work for you. And hopefully we're going to make it hard work for other people because otherwise you ain't going to have no heart. Right. <laughs> That's right. Or, right. or anything and we're all trying to teach coexisting. And that's why we pull our resources of knowledge, like what you're talking about. It's simple to just stop using RAID. It's simple to not pour bleach on everything. Um, it's simple to stop using Roundup. You know, I'm a culprit of it too, because of my ignorance. So I've lived both sides and, and it's, so it's really that simple that we can come up with better and more natural. And luckily the companies are now starting to do that. But Swampy, you, you were in the beginning. This is, this exactly. is really five <laughs> years, right? Honor you for that. Right. Yeah. yeah. We go back in the days when they had singers like John Denver. <clears throat> okay. You remember yeah. people don't had beautiful songs about Rocky mountain high and West Virginia. Okay. Yep. And then growing up and then uh, uh, just being a part of it. That's the reason I got really, I worked for the U.S. Forest Service for a little bit, right? And I just loved going out there and being in the woods and, and working on uh, different types of recreational sites and, and harvesting timber, uh, watching endangered species, uh, watching coal mining companies, and then learning through that. And then it's a part of where I am. I've gotten to this point where, like, you think back at some point, what am I here for? What is my destiny? And certain people think they might have it. Well, that might not be or it might, but you're molded and shaped until you feel like 
at some point you're given to 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 produce back. And like uh, like Dr. Jacqueline said, a lot of people even on Clubhouse, there's two different stories. People have a lot of their own passions and they have their own personal story. And yeah, you mentioned Dr. J earlier about some things that I've overcome to uh, be a real proponent advocate for the environment, but it wasn't easy. And I've taken every example and I give back to folks that I meet, sharing to help them to have a better day. That's absolutely beautiful. Thank you, And Swampy. really key to the work, don't you all think? I mean, Dr. Jacqueline, you did it for me. Uh, you brought me on. There wasn't a, this ginormous cost of, oh, you gotta do this, you gotta do this, you gotta do this. And you, you really opened up this platform for me to share my word. Now, Swampy, you're saying the same thing. If we can, I always ask people to start small. Right now, I have had and have had for 15 years a campaign on the honeybee. And I keep telling people, no, honest, they don't want to sting you. It's not a plan. It's right. not a, a <laughs> revenge thing um, because they are our food source. If you'd like to eat anything, <laughs> we can train it all back to the fact the honeybee needs to survive. And yet we're decimating not only the property that they need the plants on, but the chemicals are killing the plants in the soil themselves. So I've been on this, as Jacqueline knows, that's why it's a perfect thing to have us talk about, I want people to start wherever they can, where whatever simple for them is uh, stop using a gas lawnmower. My dad used a push mower. He was, he was a coach of many things. And so he's like, well, I need the exercise. Yeah. The lawn. <laughs> you have an acre of lawn. Yeah. I could see that, but there's small ways that we can grow. I know I put in another thing of milkweed this year, even though I have, I'm in a condo, so it's on my stairs. <laughs> right. For the monarch, monarch butterfly, right. Exactly, because they're they're hurting. And everybody says, well, they're just pretty. Well, just because you don't know what their goal in life is and their plan, and you haven't asked their college degree, <laughs> you, there is a plan. Even, and we're still trying to figure out the, the mosquitoes. Just still trying to figure <laughs> out those. I, I went to Alaska. Yeah. Um, I'm, I, I don't know, Swampy, if you've ever been to Alaska. Have you been to I Alaska? have been to Alaska. You have? Yes, I'll tell you one Alaska story after this. Yes. Oh, yeah. They, <laughs> they have stuffies of, of, of mosquitoes this big because yeah. their mosquitoes are this big. I mean, I had a ranger actually <laughs> let one land on him during a talk. I, I was one of the kids in the talk uh, listening. And he just let him suck on him, a little bag filled up. And I'm thinking, man, you're going to have a big swell. <laughs> now, that's mosquitoes. I just yeah. I wanted to talk about wetlands just for a second. Um, right out my window, we have wetlands, which I can show you. I probably knock over all my equipment, but um, I'll try. But first, I'll just let you know. And when we were here last in November before we left, there were all kinds of wildlife out there. Mm -hmm. And the birds, my mom would sit outside and she'd wave to the birds as they <laughs> flew oh, over. And there are very few birds and there's very few things living out there because the, the wetlands were submerged, I believe, because mm -hmm. of global warming, and there was no right. place for them to live. So I think right. they left. I'll see if I can turn this around so you can see. <laughs> can, can you see the wetlands? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So I, I am privy to seeing this every day, how they're disappearing. Right. And it's yeah. going to have to be the dry lands. And I don't mean that sarcastically. It, it is going to be the dry lands. And if we don't have the snowpack, if we don't have the weather we need, we have to start with snow. We have to start with falling leaves. We have to, you know, I lived in a place where everybody grew these giant trees and the leaves fell off. Man, I got giant leaves, but they really are crucial. I can't say they're, oh, we kind of should maybe. No, we absolutely need, but we need native. I really, I mean, uh, so I'm, I'm sure you're the same. People want to put in native things. And I keep saying, okay, I, my audience is right. global, but get milkweed in your area. Please. Right. Well, is it different? Yes. Because the, the insects that need it are different. They're not, yeah. they're not the same honeybee. They're not the same bumble. They're, you know, they're not the same mosquito. Exactly. Well, like I was going to tell you all the, you mentioned the bees, the honeybees. It was Albert Einstein that said four years after the extinction of the last bee would be the, how long man survival would last. Wow. And uh, so it's so, it's how critical, but as far as pollinators, uh, we talked about butterflies, we talked about bees. There's also another 
mammal that's very important that's endangered in Kentucky, and it's bats. Oh, wow. Yeah. We have the Indiana bat in Kentucky that's endangered. And uh, they are, by the way, huge, massive insect uh, mosquito eaters. Absolutely. So, so I wanted to share that with you as well. But yeah, Dr. Jacqueline, you said that as far as the outdoors. You know, when I grew up in Kentucky, people, we were, had our own different kind of cars. Everybody would get together and work on their own cars, et cetera. But I can would always remember going down the road at night and waking up the next morning where you'd have all the bugs on the windshield. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you, you don't see that anymore. There's no bugs left on the windshields anymore. So, you know, it's kind of like the, the the story about the the frog that's, you know, you can gradually sit in a, a, a pan, heat it up gradually, and it was hypothetically, you know, heat itself up. Or if it's hot, it automatically hits, it would jump out either way. So whether we do this gradually, okay, and are subdued, and we have folks that are taking advantage, I'll use that word, of the situation and not considering being sustainable. Okay. We all need to reprogram ourselves. And the other thing is folks, I do outreach programs with kids and that's one of my big uh, approaches. Swampy is an acronym. Uh, S is for soils, which are Brown. W is for the waters, which are blue. A is for animals, which are red. Cause they're like our bio lifeblood indicators. M is mankind. It's not black or white, but silver. Green, uh, P is green for plants, and Y is for our youth, and that color is yellow. So I did that. It's a funny, it's a fun acronym for kids. I have a, a neat thing called the Swampy Song, and lots of other neat uh, things that I've been doing over 40 years. That uh, I'd encourage all you folks on my link tree and Instagram. So uh, just to get excited, and it builds upon each other. Things like you, Dr. Jacqueline. I'm sure you started one area before you know it. You meet lots of people. You, you have a lot of new facts. And then it, it expands your horizon, your ripple effect, if you were like the water. Okay, ripple your life. Yes, thank you for sharing that, Swampy. I just want to stay on water for one moment. What about what we put into our washing machine? A lot of these uh, materials, and they release chemicals. Is that true? When they go into our wash? Well, it is to some degree. I'm not a, a chemical expert specifically on apparel, uh, but I can tell you that uh, a lot of times um, they could be under the certain, uh, on the process. Industrial water is one area as far as water use. That's called grade water. Uh, by the way, for folks that are in, interested in water globally, there's an organization called Global Waterworks, and mm -hmm. those are the type of discussions that we talk about from all around the world. And whether it's talked about drinking water, okay, or saving our oceans from plastics and pollution, we have a lots of, every, every Thursday we meet and have a different discussion. Uh, but what you're talking about, the one thing I will tell you, Dr. Jacqueline, real, when you start, the first thing that came to mind was how much water it takes to produce one pair of jeans. And this is the reason why a lot of our clothing has plastics in it okay, which are hydrocarbons in the fossil fuel industry. So we need to find a way to be creative in our selection of clothing, okay, and then also recycling plastics, et cetera. There's such an array. I just encourage all y'all, if you have any questions, uh, send me messages. Let's connect on this. If you have questions, we'll get the people that have the answers for you. But yeah, to, in answer to that, Dr. Jacqueline, yes, uh, based upon the cycle, um, and then there's multiple things as far as how do we treat our water and pollution and plastics. Thank you, Swampy. And we have your email address here. Is there other information you want us to share with people? Well, there is. If you would, uh, I'm on a couple different accounts. I'm on Instagram. If you get on Instagram, just simply click for Swampy Inc. I-N-C, and you'll bring up my Instagram. The reason that's neat is I have a link there to my Linktree account. And on my Linktree account, I don't know if you people know what it is. It's basically has like 12 to 15 of your links. One of mine is you can buy my uh, Swampy and Friends book on Amazon. You can help me bring clean water to children in Africa. I'm actually working with two folks trying to get clean water for an orphanage. Uh, I have the Swampy song on my Swampy YouTube channel. 
and uh, that, and I've actually got, when I'm, there, people don't know this, but I got crazy, folks, and I created a swampy costume, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so, next to Disney, okay, I'm over-creative, but yeah, I would want to share that to you before we end this discussion. Tell us about this swampy uniform. <laughs> well, you know, I was regulating the coal mining uh, companies in Kentucky and permitting, and every year we had something, a Halloween costume, right? So I got involved with Halloweens. I'm like, I'm really getting into this. I'm going to create myself a living wetland. <laughs> so I took some cloth. I painted the inside of it blue for the waters. Next to that, I had brown showing the muddy, the mud right next to the water, right? And then on the outside of that, I had green for the vegetation right next to the mud, right? So I put this costume on. Then underneath, I put a music box, all right? And then I cranked up the volume and I could crank animal sounds up. <laughs> you know, I did that. And then I had swamp music, you know, that had different songs from my, my buddy, Jim Stafford. He plays great swampy music, right? Then I got in rollerblades and then on the outside of it, I had animals that were attached, snakes. And like what you love, Dr. Jacqueline, turtles, okay? And then I have all these creatures attached to it. And then I had a swampy stick and a swampy mask, right? And then I get on my rollerblades, turn up my volume. I come the proverbial living swampy, the living wetland. And you can see it free, no charge, on my swampy YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> I am diligently trying to pull up your YouTube channel. So keep, keep chatting while I look for it. Yeah. Well, you the go. funny thing is, the funny thing is I've gone, I've got to tell you a few uh, funny stories. Back in 1992, Vice President then Al Gore was in there after Agenda 21, and they had a reel to the capitals. And Al Gore was up there giving the, 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 this major speech. And I'm like, well, I've got to meet Al Gore in my swampy costume, right? So <laughs> I, I was in this booth called Earth First, okay? So I've got my swampy stuff, and I've got my volume turned up, and people are going, what, what is going on over here? And you could hear just the volume radiating. And this crowd, all these people start going, and I'm like, oh, I'm, he's only, I'm only 300 feet away from the vice president. Okay, I got to show him sloppy, right? So the Secret Service comes up and they grab, each one of them grabs an arm and they take me into the bathroom and they toss me down and look and see if I've got a bomb underneath my costume. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, true story. Uh, oh my gosh. And I feel alive to tell you guys about it. But yeah, on a personal note, I will share why it's a miracle that I'm here today and speaking to you with about Mother Earth and Father Sky. All right. No, well, no we miracles here with Dr. Jacqueline and what <laughs> she's doing and what we're doing yes. because you know what? It, it Miracles happen when you're open to them and we are all open to them. So tell me again, I pulled up your, um, your page and it's at uh, YouTube and it's swampy. I've got it yeah. right here. Planet swampy. And okay. so which of the videos should I pull up? Well, the first one is you can hear, you can sing the Swampy song with Pedro, the puppet. Okay. Let's do it. That's the first one. <laughs> Let's do it. My buddy wrote the song for me. Swampy, Swampy, tell us something new. So water animals, mankind, plants, and you. Well, the S stands for soils that we walk on every day, but the soils in Swampy's pants are a dark gray. The W's for water that makes the wetland wet. The A is for animals, every kind of animal that passes through or stays in nest. Now the M is for mankind who needs to treat mankind without it, where would we live? The B is for plant life, growing on the ground, rising even way over our heads. Y is the last letter, pulling swampy all together. Y stands for you and you and you, you and you and you. Swampy, swampy, tell us something new today. Swampy, swampy, are the weather's gonna stay? Well, the prickles and the cricks and the rills and the licks and the oceans, ponds, rivers and seas. Or the bogs and the swamps, marshes and fields, all the water shallow or deep. Swampy, swampy, tell us something new. 
regular on my page <laughs> no i have parents with kids i have uh, older people i who cares jacqueline and i don't have little kids we we love it <laughs> i love that song and so i want to say real quick you real quick my friend yeah. david schmidt uh he lives up around henderson kentucky he wrote the song that's his voice i met a friend dr puppets on clubhouse he does puppets okay so he lip synced my friend's song the swampy song so again, this, I need to show you the, the Nexus, okay? This is what's really awesome with Dr. Jacqueline and shows and the Pet Psychic and Swampy, okay? It's connecting the dots, how people come together to do great things and inspire folks. Absolutely. Well Absolutely. said, that was beautiful. We have time for another clip. Would you like us to show something else from your YouTube channel? <laughs> your retro, your retro I, I would, if you would go to the Swampy channel and let's see if we can find the original Swampy performance. Okay, so let me share my screen. Let me go back over here. Share screen. What, what's the title? Do you know? Should be Swampy the Living Wetland. Okay. It's going to be further on down, Dr. Jacqueline. Okay. Keep going. Keep going on down. Keep on going. There's nowhere else to go. <laughs> I'll, go to, I'll go to videos. Yeah, go to videos and see what those come up. Yeah, there should be more down there. Keep going. I went to oldest. Dr. Jacqueline, uh, videos. Yeah, Otis would probably be it. It's almost the rise very of the okay, wetlands. There we go. See the very bottom one. Check him out. This one, rise of the wetlands. Yep. Yes. Okay. And if anybody's looking for it, just sort by oldest, and it came up first. Oh, man. How y'all doing today? Huh? Uh, I came up with the idea for Swampy um, through my experience in wetlands. Uh, I was running. I just wanted to show you that is a little discussion and, about that, Dr. Jay. Uh, uh, but I wanted to get the, the, the image of, of him coming up. And, and interested in, in this idea, and I thought, well, I knew the three components of wetlands were soils, water, and plants. And uh, I just, for some reason, I thought, well, there's SW for water, and then P. I thought SWP, and I thought it'd be a nice idea if I could create a costume character for Halloween. And I came up with Swampy. And, That's uh, the major soils, yeah. Water, animals man, plants, and you. Yay. I love it. And that's when we had the oil spill, uh -huh. okay? I go I go around the country, like they had the oil spill, the deep horizon. That's where I went. I was down there talking to folks about the importance of energy, oil, but also aquatic environment, right? So uh, had lots of fun doing that. That's wow, amazing. that was so cool to see that. That's amazing. It's, yeah. It is. That was and a few I, years ago, right? Yeah, it was. And I got to tell you my Alaska story real quick, uh, Dr. Jacqueline, because we went up there. Of course, everybody wants to see a grizzly bear, and we did see a grizzly bear. And by the way, you will see a almost a huge living grizzly bear come right up to the bus where we were. Uh, that's for another story. But the funny thing was we went to a place called Wonder Lake, and it sits at the very base of uh, uh, Denali, which means the great one by the natives there or Mount McKinley. But the interesting thing is it's called Wonder Lake and people are saying, well, why is it called Wonder Lake? Because there's so many mosquitoes there. It's a wonder why anybody would ever visit that. <laughs> but I was there and I had everything there all by myself, you know, had loons there and all my aquatic plants and I had the entire place by myself. So it was a wonder. That's wonderful. Absolutely. Swampy, I just have a quick question for you about bats. What purpose do bats serve? You mentioned that Ooh. they're going extinct. Uh, yes, bats, they're neat little animals. If you ever get a chance, uh, look at some YouTube, YouTube videos on how they survive, how they actually use their, their sonar, their radar to actually locate animals, and they fly around, how they uh, meet. Kentucky is known as a place for a lot of caves. In Kentucky, we have a beautiful, huge, one of the largest cave systems in the world called Mammoth Cave. 
and this is how they meet there, how they live, how their environments are so fragile sometimes. If something's uh, impacted, their bodies are so fragile and it's requiring as far as heat. If something happens, it could jeopardize an entire colony. And it's important that we maintain their habitats, which are often den trees or places for them to stay as they fly about. Right, right. Incredible. And and you won't be surprised, Dr. Jacqueline, that I, I uh, made friends with an entire troop of them. <laughs> I worked at a wildlife sanctuary and I worked nights a lot of times. And, and so you, I was walking around, the bats are off doing their thing. We would have lights randomly because we don't want it lit where the animals are sleeping. We want that, that to happen. And, and I always got asked, why don't you duck? Because they come really low. And I said, well, because they know I'm here. Uh, and they're like, how do you know? And I said, because we give off space and it's a sonar thing for them. And it's magical. If you really see what animals do magically, and Dr. Jacqueline knows I get really crazy about this, but, you know, Swamba, you brought up a heart love for me is I absolutely adore them. And people are like, oh, aren't you afraid? Oh, <laughs> I'm not killing them. I'm not destroying their homes. I'm, I mean, your neighbors probably like you better when you don't do that either. <laughs> you know, there's something about bats and and i haven't seen one in person and i'm okay with that uh, there's <laughs> something about them that's kind of like humanistic looking it's like a little person with wings isn't it right. sort of it is yeah. their face don't you think swampy their face to me it looks like it should smile or grimace or whatever it does well you know it's uh i was i grew up with the first shows of the batman right yeah. <laughs> the, the very first shows, the TV shows, right? And uh, so that's when I first grew up with them. And the interesting thing is, if you ever watch the show, uh, when Bruce Wayne, he's like, what shall I be? He asks a question, what shall I be? Oh, I'll need a creature of the night. Oh, and I'll be this. And then he talks about as far as, you know, being able to swing around and save the crime. Although a lot of the, the, the gangsters, a lot of that stuff started at night, okay? That was what he wanted to do. He wanted to basically live because uh, his parents had been uh, criminalized by some bad guys. And he lived his life uh, trying to take care of Gotham City. Right. Right. I didn't know that. That's really fascinating. Yeah. They All the Batman shows in the movies to give that background that. on yeah. why he chose to be a bat. Mm, I shall be a bat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> But understanding, and in the movie, they make it, it the cave he hides in, so yeah. that that he's so as a child, he was a very afraid of it, and they right. bring you through that in the that in that movie, which I love because to me, I don't know about you, Swampy, I, I'm going to say yes on your behalf that if we can ink out any little thing to not humanize, but to create some yeah. passion or understanding, even a little understanding, a kernel of time. <coughs> that you don't kill these, that you don't put out. What I keep telling people is if you put out rat poisoning to get rid of the rats, you can also do what happened in, in, in New York, which was highly publicized is they had a hawk that had finally come back to the park and died after they'd done all this work to get it back. After all the years they see it nest once and one of the pair died because it ate a rat that somebody had poisoned nearby. Oh, yeah. So this is what'll happen to the bats. We want them to eat the mosquitoes. Absolutely. I am all for that and the bugs. <laughs> but you got to understand they have to be respected to live also. Exactly. And if you think about it, each of the creatures is so, so many details. Yes. And, and when you're talking about a bat using its sonar system, they have these systems that are unique to them uh, that yes. help them do what it is, whatever their role is. And why do we think that we get to smash them out or kill right. them yeah. because they're in our way? Move away. Right. So yeah. and, and the other thing is, you guys, I'm a scientist. Uh, I was, uh, my big thing is I grew up at the University of Kentucky in Murray State. We'd, we would classify organisms, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, bugs are entomologists, okay? Uh, plants are a botanist, okay? Souls are and what it is neat is you take the bugs and you classify them using systematic uh, cha uh, chains, uh, keys, excuse me. And you could take like it's uh, different body parts and say it's A or B and then go this way. And then you took at it's antenna. Then you look at its eyes. And this is the neat thing. Not only with bugs, you can do the same thing with soils. 
You can do a soil probe. You can analyze the different horizons and you can investigate the chemistry going on in those soils. Plants, there's different types of plants. There's uh, different, you know, deciduous trees, coniferous trees, and whatever, all around the globe and how each of them function. My big thing real quick with wetlands are areas between uplands and six feet uh, below water. It's that transitional zone with the water table that fluctuates, and that's the uh, fragile uh, environment where plants and animals can exist in the presence or the absence of water and oxygen. And that's what we call wetlands. I'm gonna share that with y'all. Yeah. Thank you. I've never heard it described that way. That was very interesting. Well, and you know, I, I know I'm preempting uh, this, but I'm so excited and I'm afraid uh, I'll forget and or I won't put it out there for everybody, but I'm, I'm in the middle of doing, uh, I, I do a lot of topics and really flush them out as best, you know, as social media is, is apt to do. So Swambi, I would love for when uh, we get you back, of course, that we talk about uh, bridges and dams is what oh, I'm absolutely. specifically talking about because the world is finally <clears throat> slowly realizing that these dams and how much damage they have caused below them and why the world, you know, they want to create towns. Well, but they've got this huge whatever uh, waterway in the way. And what they have found now, 20, 30, 40 years, depending on the dam, is it has catastrophically changed not only the landscape. We've got places that have gone become deserts that were all pine trees. And right. we've got places that we've got in, uh, endangered species that are like just gone. And then you've got the imbalance because if you don't have the carnivore with the bug, with the right. bird, with the, you know, the herbivore, then you have no balance because one overeats because one's overliving longer than they should. And the animals that usually get killed in, in being fed to another animal are sick old or injured. So yes. it's a pulling process that nature put in place. So well, these are really important things that dams shouldn't be. Exactly. We had a discussion in clubhouse the other day about that. Wow. Uh, that's great. With the water issues out there. And I was going to tell folks, there's a good book. If you guys ever want to find out about a water management of the Western United States it's called Cadillac desert. Mm. It actually talks about the organization starting to build those dams and the impacts. And now the other thing is, we have real issues in this country because we have taken away the beaver, okay? We have Absolutely. taken away the muskrat. They no longer build, okay, dams up in streams. And these dams that they create actually create little ecosystems, okay, right. that have water bugs. Then the, the you know, the, the uh, flight of the animals, the birds will come down, feed on the mayflies, yep. the, the dragonflies, et cetera. What we've done is we've taken all that away, and now the, all the water's gone. The, the stream sides have eroded. We have right. no more buffering, okay? Right. So right. this is our real issue with climate change, these folks. How do we cool the planet? We cool the planet by putting the beaver back into play using nature-based solutions, okay? Right. Not going to cost a lot of money. And then we incorporate. That's good for our folks who like to do, like, say, hunting and fishing, et cetera, using ecotourism, okay? and return to ways uh, like even of the Native Americans that were great ways. So there are ways that we can do this. We need to just get the word out, you know? And and Swabi, you brought up the perfect point. Native Americans and Native tribes of all over the world, whatever that is, we happen to have Native Americans and all of these people have lived off the land for centuries and they always have survived because they coexisted with nature. Nobody said there are nine buffalo out there. We're right. going to take eight. Well, how do you expect to get more buffalo? Oh, well, we'll take all the nine, the nine guys. Again, how would you like that to procreate? But for some reason, the white community doesn't get it. And it's just been taking and taking and taking. And now we, we deserve what we have. I, I honestly believe that if it's too cruel, I'm okay with the fact that my predecessors, I might not have anything to do with it, but I can change how I, I go through the world and how many things you, you recycle everything. You love everything. My favorite place in the garden department in any hardware store is the, the clearance 
because I love bringing back the half dead. They're going to give me half price and the plant is half dead. Right. You can do this metaphorically, really reality anywhere you want. Pick up that gum wrapper. You said, well, I didn't throw it on the ground. Well, why does that matter? Right. Well, how's anybody going to learn if I don't pick up that wrapper? Nobody's going to learn. You're just going to kill another animal or or pollute the world because so many people say, well, it's not my fault. It's right. not me. I'm not saying blame anywhere. We're all at blame. Technically, we're all at blame. And why can't you be the be the solution, though? Be the answer. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Swampy, you said earlier in the program, there are a number of ways that people can assist you. And most of our audience watches after the fact. So this is going to be out there forever. So if you can share, how can people really make a difference and support your work? Thank you, Dr. Jacqueline. Uh, what you can do is, again, try to visit my link tree uh, or my swampy.org or my Instagram site. The main thing is, as you'll see, my outreach for kids, I... Uh, one part is the kids working with the kids, teaching the basics. You've heard of STEM and STEAM. I have my own program called STREAM, and it stands for, again, uh, science, technology, reading, uh, in, uh, in, in energy, arts, and mathematics. The main focus is connect with me, uh, teachers. Uh, I like to give virtual discussions on the environment. I also have websites or excuse me, uh, site visits, we have a really neat park right next to us. And it's a great thing. Kids, you can get apps and take pictures of apps, and you can put them on the Internet, and you can share with that. And then what your kids will do, they'll be like what I did growing up in the green 60s. They'll start seeing these, and then kids, for example, they love water. They may actually have interest and become hydrologists, okay? Soils, they may want to come into engineers, okay? Let's get curiosity back on the table. Let's get the kids out of the TV screens, okay, and get them. You know, I grew up uh, doing the Boy Scouts. One time, the Boy Scouts, we hiked 120 miles in Cimarron, uh, New Mexico, right? And we used to sleep on the ground. We used to make fun. We would actually had a grizzly bear come into our, excuse me, a cinnamon bear came into our camp. I don't see that. We kind of lost that. The other thing is this. I am a film producer. And try to work with me. I'm trying to promote a TV series called Swampy and Friends. When I grew up, there was a show called Captain Kangaroo. I want to bring back the same type of concept with my character Swampy, Kent Glade, the Hydra Heroes, and Old Cypress. And uh, I want to do that in a big way. That's a safe place for kids, for curiosity, okay, that we can bring a kinder, uh, greener, cooler planet for our kids that we grew up enjoying. So that's what it is, connecting, buy my book, support me on my link tree, uh, connect with me, uh, and to give me a call. Let's talk, and uh, if I want to come to visit your place, I tailor my speeches to what you're uh, wanting to learn about, because I've got a lot of different aspects. The last thing I want to share with you is climate. Uh, I was also worked with FEMA in the natural disaster uh, a, a program under the Robert T. Stafford Act. And I was deployed into South Florida for Hurricane Wilma right after Hurricane Katrina. So I see the results of a warming climate, okay? Storms becoming more immense, more stronger. We had a storm the other night, folks. It was so, I've never seen anything so violent, okay, recently, based upon really hot days and then hot storms coming through. But it's all around the globe. It's not us over in Pakistan, Afghanistan. You know, they had their monsoons came through, but they're come more pronounced heavier. I mean, I talked to folks in Australia, all around the world. And it's important that we are now one global community, that we first get to know each other and care for our planet. So it's a global thing. Again, think globally, act locally. Thank you. Thank you. That's, Thank you that, so much, Swampy. That's exactly what I'm talking about, Dr. Jacqueline, why I put milkweed out. People say, well, you live in a condo. And yeah, it's out on my portion of some of these great pots because this is what I can do with my space. It doesn't matter how big a space. What Swampy said is I, I applaud you. Here's my standing ovation, everything, because we have to start. we have to start somewhere. And it can start with a little teeny plant. It can start with you turning off a leaky faucet. It, it, it can start yes. with you picking up some trash 
that blew down the street. How hard is, none of this is hard. You just have to think, oh, I didn't know, now I know. And Dr. Jacqueline, you've been doing that all this year of dealing with your golf cart course friends <laughs> and your spider friends. She actually let one live in her house for a while. Three of them. I let three of them live for months. Nice. And she, and yeah. she named them like I do. In the bathroom, all like yeah. looking at me like, oh. <laughs> yeah, but you know, spiders are predators, okay? And they're different than insects. insects. They've got eight legs, so they're different than regular insects, right? But yeah, they are predators. So uh, I've I don't know where I don't see mine, but I have the spider webs sometimes yeah. in my apartments. You know, yeah. I'm like that's cool. You know, that's cool. That's that's groovy. eat the flies, eat the mosquitoes. Yeah. I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> now, I was just gonna say, Swampy, to your point about the storms last week, Amino, during this show, it was a beautiful day outside, and all of a sudden, literally, it wasn't even on the weather forecast pelting rain the house mm -hmm. almost in the loft it was moving i thought yes. what is going on i thought that's global warming yeah and just as soon it left well another thing dr jacqueline we've not talked about also pet psychic are invasives okay you guys have the everglades down in south florida right and invasives as well as endangered species uh are a real concern because we have like the burmese python it's been let loose down in the everglades and it's spreading like wildfire. There's no way to get rid of it because it's it's uh, outproducing, outcompeting its neighbors. And when they have these roundups, they har can hardly capture any because they're so elusive. And then they have lionfish and other species, whether they're terrestrial or aquatic. So again, those are non-native invasives that we need to consider as well. When somebody wants to release a creature, okay, think twice about it and let's keep the natives native. Right. Yeah, I think I haven't traveled in, well, actually I was just on a plane, but I remember, you know, when you would travel to other countries, they check and see as you're going through yes. customs, do you have any plants, do you have any animals? And there's a reason for that. And then somebody gets one through somehow and then um, everything changes. Yeah. Yeah, because coexisting isn't at that point. These these snakes, as you said, Swamby, they are out eating, out yep. housing, out choking, <laughs> out everybody <laughs> because that was not how this area was created. It wasn't, I would not take a desert tortoise. I grew up in the desert. Right. And drop it off in Florida. I, just think of its name. <laughs> this is not <laughs> And right. Nor would I take a, a python that's supposed to be in the Everglades and has animals that can protect themselves or run from them at least. They were, move really slowly. But here in the U.S., they're hundreds of feet long because they have no predator for right. them. Mm -hmm. And people go, well, wait a minute. Well, something can kill them. Not if you're in a place where they don't have an animal to shoot for that. Exactly. Need, everybody right. needs predator and prey. They both are vital. Thank you. Well, Swampy, I'm hoping that you will come back again. And also one of our teammates, Roland, I'm not sure if he reached out to you about the environmental show that we're doing, but we'd love to have you on there as well. Uh, we're looking for regular occurrence, um, you know, regular appearance as a panelist to talk to people about all these issues. Good. Okay. Real good. Can I tell a quick story for Pet Yes. Psychic? Please. Sure. Pet Psychic, I, <laughs> I went to the Louis, uh, Louisville Zoo one time and that was my girlfriend and we were kind of upset with one another. And I like to, I like to draw pictures of the animals. So I had like the lion, I had him roaring and other creatures beside it. Then we went on this one place and it had the uh, place that had the different animals. And you may have heard of llamas, right? So Worked we were around there. For 10 years. <laughs> yeah, llamas did really. Or llamas, however you pronounce it. Llamas. We go with llamas. <laughs> okay. So we're, we're there walking and they have what emu, this really strange looking bird. So I'm like, I'm, I'm connecting with these llamas up there, right? So I start waving at the llamas. There's like three of them, okay? And the first one bends down. He looks up to me. And if I'm lying, I'm dying. He starts walking right up to the edge of the uh, of the site, right? And then I start look at the next one. I start waving to the next llama, okay? And it start walking up. I had three llamas walk <laughs> right up to the edge. And then I said, coax this other little bird. I said, come on over here, like a peacock, right? And I had them. And by that time that this had happened, there had been an audience, okay, that had been watching this going all. By the time they all came to the room, to the gates, you know, people are like, what? <laughs> 
true story at the Louisville Zoo. <laughs> and animals feel people and they're more aware of people's goodness terribleness smelliness yeah. I, i've told dr jacqueline in the audience a hundred times I, a client and the dog always said well he smells funny but he's mine <laughs> and it was a combination of medication and alcohol and then laced with coffee <laughs> and that's yummy like, okay. yummy animals will accept us on whatever path we're on and we're the only ones who don't do the, the same. Exactly. Swampy, you mentioned your phone number. Do you want to share that as well? We have your uh, Instagram, which will take people to your link tree. And we also have your email. Hey, thanks so much. Yeah, my phone number is 859, area code, 321-2676. Okay. Oh. Swampy. 859-321-2676. All right, you've got Swampy. it. I put it out there. Here it is. Okay, well, that concludes our show for today. Thank you so much. And Swampy, thank you for going the extra mile by getting out your sheet and driving somewhere. <laughs> so the, so I told them this is a classy out. show. We can't see the back of your car or your up, or up your nose. We <laughs> no, I could show you the parking I could show you the parking lot, but I'm not sure. <laughs> you can. You can show us if you want. Sure. There you go. <laughs> oh, there's a Marshalls there. They might have some nice clothes. I like <laughs> it's all well, good. It's, it's all good. Thank you again for going the extra mile. And I see a number of, of opportunities for you to share your story here and uh, continue coming back because this is not going away anytime soon. Great. Yeah. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you, uh, Amina. Uh, and I would like to talk to you also about the pets. I'm big into pets. And, uh, I would love I'd to, be love shocked to chat if about you <laughs> Exactly. So thanks again very much. And thanks for this opportunity, Dr. Jacqueline. I'll see you on Clubhouse. And again, the rest of you guys, if you're out there, Clubhouse is a great way to reach out and connect. And we talk about things like this, water, climate, et cetera. So thanks again. Absolutely. Thank you again. Safe travels home. Bye for now. Oh, that was fabulous that he was on this show. I've interviewed him before. Yeah. He's such a great guy, and everything he's yeah. doing is crucially important to all of Absolutely. us. Absolutely. Every and day, even more. Yeah. Some people are not aware of it yet, and hopefully the more that we hear from him, it will make a difference, and one by one, people will start awakening. I hope so, because this is yes. reversible. It, it's all reversible. I don't want anybody to ever think, well, why should we try? And I've heard it. You've probably heard it. Why should you try? Why should I get a better job? I'll just be treated worse there. Why should I be a better as a coach? You must hear this all the time. Why, why should I, you know, cut my hair that way? Because nobody's going to like what I look like anyway, blah, blah, whatever the excuse is. And I don't mean this excuse as, as sarcasm or as cruelty. It's just the right definition. We all have the couch potato day or week, <laughs> but we can do better. And you've got so many things here and so many platforms. And so thank you. Yeah. Our, our calls together with Swami were just wonderful. And I just said, Oh, that's all I want to know because I want to enjoy it with the audience when I get to hear his, his things first. Also, it's, it's so exciting to meet somebody that does hard work like we do and you must love it. You must have absolutely a golden day every day. <laughs> I do. I do. As I mentioned before, and I'm serious about this, my parents bought this house, I think 40 years ago. And I'm telling yeah. you, there are no birds. There were so many birds. They would be, there, there aren't any birds. I don't know where they went. I don't know if they, I don't know. It's, but it's frightening. Well, and it would be just what we talked about. There's, there's something missing housing, food, safety, all of them. They perceive that something's missing. And uh, uh, so they won't they won't return to a place where and if it's a chemical issue, they also know when those chemicals are washed away or, or you know, go away because that tends to happen with time. But if if su substance to live is gone, then they'll go, which means well, we unlike humans will stay in a bad relationship just for whatever reason. <laughs> so like we'll cement are... all the walls and the floor and go, look, I have. I don't have any weeds to pull. Honey, you don't got anything to eat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who cares about well, the weeds? Get a dandelion, my goodness. Get something, right? Wake up. That's what Wake it's up. all about. But 
exactly. I really enjoyed doing this show with you again today. I thank you. And again, thanks for bringing Swampy and we'll look forward to having him back. Let people Absolutely. know if you would pet psychic Amina, how they can reach out to you and who should reach out to you. And again, we are on several radio channels. I myself have been listening on the radio at night when I'm doing my work. It's fun. Uh, so share if you can for our, all of our audiences, podcast, TV, and radio. Wonderful. Again, um, I'm Amina. I was born with the ability to hear animals, hear people. I'm also an empath, so I can help you on, on the life's trail that you're going with or without your animal, because I can talk to people and animals that have passed and find out more information that they're willing to share. It is free will. The easiest way to get a hold of me is my website. It has everything and all the links to all my social media, bridging. B R I D G I N G worlds W O R L D S dot US. Again, bridging worlds dot US. Love to hear from you. Amina, Same can you Facebook. clarify something for me? Are you on Instagram? I am not on Instagram. Okay. I'm, I'm on Facebook and I'm tagging uh, someone else. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, not Instagram. I am on uh, Facebook uh, a lot. Uh, there's a, a there. I'm on LinkedIn. I have a great following and a lot of really great professionals there. And um, I'm on on this channel. Okay, that's, that's it. That's enough. That's good. All right. Well, you have a beautiful weekend. You and I look too. forward to seeing you next week. Thank Take you. care. Right. Bye for now. Thank you so much, whether you're watching us or listening to us live or on the replay. I have found that most people are watching us in the comfort of their home, wherever they are, when they feel like it. And isn't that what this is all about? I do find it interesting that on our YouTube channel, USA Global TV, the audience is mostly male. Where are the ladies? Ladies, are you not on YouTube? I'm not sure what's going on, but we'd love for you to subscribe to our channel. I've also found that we have many thousands and thousands of views on our YouTube channel and the people haven't subscribed. So I think part of the issue is that you don't realize we have 26 shows on average every week. So there's something for everyone and we're coming out with some new shows. So right now I'm just going to review some of the shows that we have now. I am looking for co-hosts for the following shows and I haven't made a graphic for them yet. The first is it's the law. A show, a show about the legal system here in the country or somewhere else in the world, a show about technology because technology is such an important factor in our lives in so many ways. Uh, a show for children. I'm actually thinking of Swampy. It's called, um, it's for the kiddos and their parents. And this is a show where we teach children how to listen, but we also have people coming on who maybe have products and services for children, but it's a way for children and parents to actually watch the show together. So, so far we haven't had any programs that were really for children. And I want to create something like that because I think that's really important. And so now I'll just go through the shows that we have that I've made graphics for because I don't have graphics for everything. First of all, this is not a show. This is a course. And Amin, I think you'll love this. For the power of listening, we actually have a new course that is Nature, Plants, and Shrines featuring Madeline Chan. And we're actually going to have you understand how to listen to your intuition, how to listen to your breathing, and how to connect with plants. So you'll have to bring seeds and soil and a pot and water to the course, but you'll be in your home or wherever you are because it's virtual. And then she'll also walk us through the importance of building a personal shrine with things that are significant to you in your life, little things, including crystals, shells, feathers. So if you're interested, that's uh, over on Eventbrite. So I'll just show that again. That's not a show and the phone is ringing and I apologize for that. So we have a woman's prerogative we have the epiphany process, what's trending. We have loving longevity, aging with humor, a woman's prerogative, global homes, the United Kingdom, adversity to awesome, the power of etiquette, authentic achievements. And we have a new game show called Who's Listening? And we also have our men's show, which is Wild at Heart, Bonfire Talks, Real Authentic. And that is 
one for the men, definitely, and for women who want to know more about men. We have the wise ones. We have the corner bookstore. We have the business talk show. And we also have uh, a new course. This is a course, not a show. This is about the transition of the shadows in our life. How do we move from a 3D world to a 5D world? We're leading with our heart. So that's all I have for you today. I wish you a beautiful weekend and wherever you are in the world, please remember to be kind to yourself and be kind to others. And thank you for following us and for your loyalty here at USA Global TV and radio.